0: Welcome to NewsPoint360, the online news platform dedicated to making space for credible expert commentary. To see full video interviews with our guests, check out our new channel on YouTube. NewsPoint360 is supported by ExpertFile. TikTok, a hugely popular mobile social platform, was not only the focus of a generation of young people, but also made political headlines when President Trump threatened to ban it from U.S. app stores. At the time, its Chinese owner was seen as a threat for breaching the private information of U.S. citizens. And the app found a new American owner before the ban could take effect. But even if the ban had been successful, totally eliminating an app from a country's users is much more complicated than it would seem. And fears about Chinese ownership may change when you think about the larger context of how much of our personal information is already available online and for sale. NewsPoint 360 speaks to Tulane University Professor of Information Security and Cybersecurity, Dr. Randy Maggiera, about apps, control, and privacy.
1: The US has threatened a ban on TikTok, a highly successful global app on national security grounds unless an American company takes control of the US operations. How does a government remove an app from its users and is it possible to remove it 100%? No shortage of confusion around this issue. Dr. Randall Majera is an adjunct professor of information technology and cybersecurity at Tulane University. He's a cybersecurity expert who's worked with leading companies in security management, risk analysis, and vulnerability assessments. Thanks so much for being here to help us sort through the details
2: today. Thank you for having me.
1: So TikTok has roughly 100 million users in the United States. For those not in the know, what exactly is
2: the TikTok app? So the TikTok app, and forgive me, I'm not an expert. I'm not exactly in their demographics, for lack of a better phrase. Nor am I. (laughs) It's a video sharing app. Basically, what it allows people to do is record and share videos easily. One of the things my understanding that people love about it is implementation of hashtags. And some people argue that, hey, why is it any different than what Facebook Live does or what Snapchat does? So that's really what it is in a nutshell. And it's it's hard for me to answer that question. But you know, there seems to be a trend of the way the younger generation goes from app to app to app. So It seems, in my personal opinion, TikTok is the latest quote-unquote flavor of the month, for lack of a better phrase.
1: Well, where did the whole dispute about TikTok in the U.S. begin?
2: That's a great question. It's very difficult to answer. So people have been complaining about TikTok privacy issues for quite some time. In fact, back about a year and a half ago in March 2019, TikTok paid $5.7 million to the FCC For COPPA violations, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, when you're supposed to get parental permission around collecting um, data about children under the age of 13. So the disputes with TikTok aren't new. They just seem to have come to the forefront most recently. But it's hard for me to say exactly when this all started. I know things have been going on with TikTok for quite some time, but to be fair, other apps have had similar issues. That particular issue isn't unique to TikTok.
1: So what does a ban really mean then?
2: So a ban means something different, depending what government you have, what level of control they have. In the U.S., from my understanding, what they want to do is have Apple, Google, all the major companies remove the app from their app store. Now, this would allow people that have it to continue to use it, but they can't get any updates. And anyone that doesn't have the app, they can't download it officially from the app store. Now, with that said, they do have the ability to do what's called a sideload, which means get the source file, to download from a different location, a third party. And that's way more common with Android devices and Apple devices. So it's really hard to say exactly what the band says. I know in India, they've actually tried to cut off the routes to the servers directly. So even if you have the app on your phone you can't connect with the servers, if that makes sense. But that can be complicated, especially when all these companies use Amazon Web Services, Google, these major cloud providers. You, know, you can't just cut off a cloud provider because you're gonna cut off half the internet.
1: Sounds like there's many implications for the people who already use it. What are some of those implications?
2: So some of the implications, if a vulnerability is found within the application and they can't get an update, their phone is susceptible to an attack. Now there are many types of vulnerabilities out there. Some of them require user interaction. Some of them, including the most recent Microsoft one, requires basically no interaction. If a severe enough vulnerability is found in the TikTok application, it is possible, I'm not saying likely, but possible that you would be able to take over a phone remotely on the internet without knowing anything other than the phone's IP address or if it's on a network or what have you. So. If they can be severe, I'm not saying they will be severe, but that's always a possibility. Ideally, not only with any app, but as you know, with your computer, you want to keep it up to date. So if you take away that ability for people to keep their app up to date, it causes problems.
1: Well, as we said off the top, it's used by a very specific demographic. It's not only an app, but a major social force for a younger generation. So what does this move to, to ban TikTok and WeChat really suggest?
2: That's really hard to say. <clears throat> I've you know, talked about this before, the number of people. And they're, the concern I have is everybody thinks, oh, the president may be doing it just to get back for some past events. But I like to remind people that the president does have access to a lot of classified information that we don't have available to us. So they're very well could be legitimate national security concerns. Because based on their privacy policies, they do have the right to share their data with ByteDance, their parent company, who then can share it with the Chinese government. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, this is why it's happening, you know, to get back revenge, blah, blah. I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt. There are privacy concerns. So there very well could be a national security concern we're not familiar with.
1: So TikTok has its privacy concerns. In reality, don't many other apps
2: as well? Absolutely, there are many applications with privacy concerns. That's one of the reasons we've seen legislation such as GDPR, CCPA, California Consumer Privacy Act, and of course GDPR is the general data protection regulation you know, come to fruition for governments to start protecting consumer privacy versus you know, private organ, not only government abuse, but abuse by private companies. So when I go back to it, you know, TikTok does have the privacy concerns. And I think one of the things that was different about TikTok versus other is the type of data they were collecting. So TikTok was collecting many things. One of the more concerning things, and they still collect it, is GPS data. So when you're using the app, they're collecting your GPS coordinates. And we ideally don't know what they're doing with it. They have their privacy policy saying, they're not selling it, they're not sharing it, what have you. But you know, as I talked about them legally being able to share their data with ByteDance, their ter- parent company who can share with the Chinese government, it becomes a concern. Another thing they were doing is they were, up until last year, scraping what's called the clipboard, which on a computer, on a phone, is a place where you store temporary information. So Say you open up a Word document, you type something up, and then you want to copy and paste it into an email. That temporary location when you copy and paste is called the clipboard. Now, one of the reasons it's a concern is because why did TikTok need that information? And another reason is because some password managers use that clipboard to store sensitive passwords. Now, the reason TikTok stated they were doing it is for anti-spam measures, because what you'll see some people do is when they want to spam a bunch of people, they'll just copy the spam message and it'll just paste, 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 paste here. So it is a legitimate reason, but that does lead to suspicion on TikTok. And as I said before, you know, TikTok has had those privacy concerns for some time. So have other people. And really, I think that's where it started. But I think as they gained in popularity, people started looking and saying, hey, you know, there is this potential for the Chinese government to potentially have access to the data. So I think that's really what Ramped it up into the national security concern arena, for lack of a better phrase. And as I said before, you know, the government has access to all kinds of intelligence that no, nope, most people don't. So they very well may know something that we don't. So, further to that, if we're talking about
1: national security or, or privacy, aren't there other ways for foreign governments to get that information?
2: Absolutely. And there's unfortunately a number of ways that a foreign government or really anyone can get our data. What a lot of people don't realize is there's over 4,000 data broker companies out there in the world today. And these companies have more data on us than we can possibly imagine. One company called Axicom advertises they have data on about 500 million people. And what they advertise is they have 3,000 data points on average per person. Now, what a data point is, when we look at TikTok, for example, they collect our name, our email address, our potentially date of birth, the GPS location coordinates, as I was talking about, each of those are considered one data point. So when Exacom says we have 3000 data points on you, that's just a heck of a lot of data. Um, A couple of things worth mentioning, up until last year, a lot of people don't realize it, but our major cell carriers, so think T-Mobile, Verizon Wireless, they were actually selling our real-time location data to third-party companies. So there are a lot of ways that the governments and private companies can get this data. And that's one thing I say, you know, with TikTok, everybody's concerned that TikTok is going to share the data with ByteDance, their parent company, which they legally can per their privacy policy. And then ByteDance obligated to share the data with the Chinese government. But at the end of the day, if the Chinese government really wanted that data, all they need to do is buy it like everyone else. Um, Another article worth mentioning, I don't know if you guys saw it in the news, but Secret Service was recently discovered buying data, real-time location data on protesters. And this is data that they would have ideally needed a warrant for to get otherwise. So there are definite ways that governments, private corporations, whoever can get this data on you. Now, some people ask, hey, how can I protect myself? Unfortunately, the only real way you can protect your data from getting out there is don't use social media applications. Don't use Google. Google, a lot of people, you know, chide on Facebook. They talk bad about Facebook for their data collection. But at the end of the day, Google collects 10 times the amount of data on you that Facebook does. So it's really hard, virtually impossible to protect yourself, to not get that data out there because everybody's collecting your data. There are commercial services that do help get your data out of there, out of there for lack of a better phrase, you know, delete it. But they're not foolproof. It's incredibly hard to do.
1: That is an eye-opener for many, I'm sure. There's still many unanswered questions over data security and national interest as this story unfolds. Dr. Majera, we thank you for providing
0: some perspective today on NewsPoint.
2: Absolutely. You've
0: been listening to NewsPoint 360, supported by File, the world's largest open curated network of experts on over 40,000 subjects used by leading news organizations don't forget to review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. To see full video interviews with our guests, check out the NewsPoint 360 channel on YouTube. Thanks for listening.